Hi everybody and welcome to the Wellness That Works podcast. Sam here. Hello Lily. Hi Sam, how's it going this week? Yeah, I'm alright thank you. I'm enjoying the sunshine. How about you? Uh, well, you know me, I think it's a bit too hot for me, but I'm so excited <laughs> you stayed today. indoors with the curtains closed. Yeah, vampire life. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I can see someone's trying to laugh quietly because we have a guest. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Here she is. <laughs> hey, Candy. Hello, Lily. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, this week, we thought we'd get um, the amazing WW ambassador, author, mummy blogger that she doesn't like being called extraordinaire uh candice brathwaite um so we've actually been working with candice for well over three years now i think we're in our third year aren't we which is crazy um and we uh knew that candice was already doing a lot of amazing work around her uh, group make motherhood diverse um and we just wanted to be working with someone that we knew was really um the big thing with me was that you're so inspirational to so many women and obviously as a brand that's something we want to empower women and make them feel amazing and and we knew that you did that on your platform so I guess for those that don't know you do you want to kind of intro yourself a little better than I did and um, maybe talk (laughs) about why you decided to work with WWE? Um, yeah, my name's Candice Brathwaite. I'm a mum of two. My daughter's six. My son is two. Uh, yeah, I, people will still call me a mummy blogger and it is what it is. Um, influencer can now officially say Sunday Times bestselling author. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so awesome. And do you know what? I think my working relationship with WW was really natural because I was a member before you guys approached me and it was it was the age-old story of I think I only had one child then but I just I didn't feel like myself and I had a mate who was going to WW and she was like oh you should come to the meetings you know come along and I was like oh really and the thing is uh, there's a history of WW in my family because my mum used WW my nan used WW and I was like okay well I know they work because uh, my my family have used them and so I went along with my friend and that was in 2016 and so I've been on my I would say actively on my wellness journey since 2016 I have been and I guess I don't want to jump too far ahead but I think it's important to make this clear I have been a lot slimmer in my life but I have not that was not me actively thinking about what I'm eating how I'm working out that was me being stressed and frazzled and having bad boyfriends and partying too late and eating one meal a day and I think it's really important that we always try and dismantle this idea that a healthy body looks a certain way or a a person or woman um is at her best at her slimmest because I just uh, though now I look back those two things just do not go together for me anyway no so so what does if you if I was to ask you what health and well-being means to you now Mm. what what would you say it means to you personally definitely having a good relationship with my therapist so I'm now at a point in that relationship if I skip a week everything is like off the charts off balance yeah and I've had to learn 
especially with being on like a virtual book tour right now it's so easy to say yes to everything mm-hmm. and the past couple of weeks like I've accidentally put a zoom in when I should be having therapy and now that's just not up for discussion it's like if you want the best of me I have to work on my mental health first so for me it is that balance of because my mental health is never going to be perfect that's a fact but it's about working with it accepting how I feel because all of that directly correlates to my relationship with food yeah if I'm not speaking about my anxiety or my overwhelm I'm going to the fridge every second yeah and so you know for me wellness means taking care of my mental health that's like the headline and then everything else is after yeah and not compromising so not so that's a really important point about seeing your therapist and Mm. I've got friends that that see therapists and it's it's um, you know they've all had amazing experiences and for 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 the better Mm. um but like you say um that actually rings true they've all said if they skip one miss one because of something else that's landed on their plate you know family wise or whatever um it it does send them off balance so um it's really interesting to know that you're sort of making that a priority and yeah i guess it is like in the same way not to relate it too much but people go to virtual workshops or workshops Mm -hmm. or meet with their coach for that accountability people don't actually realize you need that accountability about what's going on in your mind and if you don't unload it to someone it's just going to stay in there for another week and you get that snowballing effect so I I think that's a really valid and and important way of looking at it and I remember when we rebranded oh god a couple of years ago now from Weight Watchers to WW and we told you about how much more mindset elements we were incorporating into it you were just like that's a bit of me like (laughs) you know like you were all over that weren't you so how do you feel like um I know you work with one of our coaches um how do you feel that that kind of relationship has helped you along the way do you know what I I can th- I think I can say her name. Rachel's become like a proper friend, and now um, our catch ups, our texts, our calls—they're very rarely about food or yeah. weight or the scales, especially since lockdown. Um, it's been like, how are you feeling? Have you been out for your walk today? Do you understand that what the world is asking of you right now is really impossible and that you're going to have to remember a lot needs to fall by the wayside? And so she's really like stood in as like a mate of sorts and 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 that accountability for not just what I'm eating, but how I'm feeling, if I'm getting enough exercise, if I'm understanding that the fact I'm now a teacher and a cleaner and a cook and it's a lot. And anyone is going to spiral out in that moment. And the focus shouldn't be on, oh, but, you know, I wanted to be two stone lighter this summer. We all had dreams this summer. Ain't none of them come true. Yeah, <laughs> we did in a way in a box anyway. It don't matter anymore. <laughs> like, so it, she's helping me reframe what success is and what winning is and how literally like having a shower before two is a win because we're just in this really dark awkward space at the minute and so to have a coach like Rachel who is like accept that this is really crazy and that all the goals you had for this year have to change has been so important 
Yeah, it's felt like a bit of a treadmill, hasn't it? And just like, mm. almost just like walking through treacle, just one step, yeah. next step. And having to, and we, I think we've talked about this before, Lily, having to see stuff that you have achieved as a really big achievement. So I whether said it's... about the shower thing, just like you, Candice. <laughs> yeah. like, it's yeah. so bad, but I said it. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take, I've just yeah. did the dishwasher. Gold That's star. an achievement. Yeah. 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 I'm there. Um, I've managed to get through a day without shouting at the kids, which is very rare. Um, but yeah, if I if we get through a good day, then I'm like, mm. yes, you know, I'm taking that as a win because yeah. it's just there's so much pressure, isn't there? And mm. and I think you you've obviously done this amazing job of make, uh, breaking the sort of the divide between uh, body positivity and. Um, and you know people soul searching for the perfect body rather than happiness and just general positivity and well-being um so yeah thank you for that because I've I've been listening to a few of your podcasts and um they resonate they really do yeah and I think that's something we we always noticed was and I remember us talking about Candice and I said are you worried your followers will think oh she's you know, working with WW, how are they going to take it? Because you've always talked about body positivity. And it's like you said, you can be both at the same time. You can want to better yourself. So I guess over these few years that you've been posting about this, how have you seen your audience deal with it? And how has that maybe differed? And I know, especially recently, your following has changed a lot. So (laughs) I guess it'd be interesting to talk about that as well. (laughs) Do you know what? I have a great relationship with the people who follow me because I just try and be as honest as possible. So um, where I, you know, I think other influencers or bloggers would get in hot water because you're perhaps trying to like hide things or do a smoke screen. I've always been really upfront about what I'm doing, how I feel about my body, what I'm doing about it. And so the relationship with WW felt really natural. I think over the course of three years, I've had three people lose their rag with me, three. And I'm like, well, you can leave the way you came in because I've never lied about working with WW and I used them before this was even a working relationship. So it doesn't bother me. And what has happened, I've seen a lot of women go, oh my gosh, I'm going to try that. And I'm going to say it publicly because I didn't know that I could want to lose weight or you know get rock solid or become a great kickboxer and still champion body positivity people thought you had to be in one camp or the other like if I'm saying I'm body positive I can't be actively working out online because then I'm going to get in trouble and I just think especially when it comes to matters of a woman's body there are so many layers and there are so many reasons people want to do things. I know women who have been the kind of slim that I always thought I wanted to be my whole life who actively go and get plastic surgery for a bigger bump or whatever. And I'm just like, you just have to let people be. And I'm really lucky to have an audience who understand that. These new people that have joined me in the last few weeks, like the first few posts I put out, I set out the guidelines. I was like, dude, dude, I know you've come here because of, A, we all watched a black man be murdered online. 
that yeah. mm-hmm. that is why you've pulled up at this door yeah. and my name has been pulled into the conversation of people you can learn from cool but for the first month please don't speak don't speak don't Find judge out. yeah acclimatize yourself to this space because i was very comfortable with the 50 or thousand people i've been interacting with and to like triple that in a week was really overwhelming and then it just so happened like my first job going out on my instagram was with you guys and i was like oh god and i was just like no candies just be proud. I was like, guys, I work with WW, Anna ads come in, and if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> I love how you were doing the little disclaimer before, like, swipe if you don't care. Swipe if you don't want to see it. And then it was amazing to see how heavily that cook along with Esme was engaged with. Oh, I, I loved was, that. I was like, oh, okay. So I just think it's about being honest and like not backing down. And I think it shows because I've, I I was a user of WW before we worked together, so... Yeah, yeah. it comes across as genuine. Yeah. But you, you can tell with some people when it's not genuine and yeah. it's uh, <laughs> a bit awkward. <laughs> so we've seen you, obviously you just mentioned doing the cook-along with Esme. Do you think the kids are naturally sort of inspired? Do they know what mum does, like, on a day-to-day basis? Do they know your job and what you stand for and your values? Obviously, they know your values because you're their mum, but um, do they know what you do day-to-day and understand it? uh, RJ, no, although he has got attuned to, like, when a camera's on, and he's like, hi, I'm RJ. (laughs) Yeah, he's such a little poser now, I love it. So I'm like, he actually kind of gets it. But Esme is, like, all in. She understands, she's interested, she's like, oh, and what's been the most amazing thing is to show a young black girl, you can work for yourself. You can grow and maintain a well-oiled business and for her to see that in her house, the thing she says, she's like, mum, when I'm 10, can you buy me a gaming chair? Because I want to do a gaming YouTube channel. And she's just like so flippant about it. And it's like, she, in her eyes, she's like, well, no one's going to tell me no. And I can do anything. And so I, I think seeing me work this way has made her like that, which is so cool. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, you obviously, you, you want to have strong kids, right? You don't want mm. them to be... Uh, a pushover but at the same time you want them to sort of strike a balance as well (laughs) I'm just thinking about my own kids right now (laughs) so obviously we touched on the fact that you are an author and you are now a Sunday Times best-selling author uh, which is fantastic congratulations (laughs) I have started reading your book um, and I'd just like to say I think your family were breaking the mold since you've been since you were born Um, your granddad is an absolute ledge uh, and I should probably expand on that I mean your granddad was the the guy that stayed at home and looked after his um his granddaughter wasn't he so um yeah yeah and that was that was just amazing and he was here this weekend and he just kept crying like in pride he was like there was so much in his life he didn't get to do and he was like to see I've had a hand in your life and what you're doing now he was just like he can't contain his excitement bless him it's been really cool that's so lovely yeah and I guess at the moment it it was unintentional obviously we didn't know what was going to kick off in the world and everything Mm. that's going on but it 
it has almost come at the perfect time for people to be educated. Um, and I, I've heard a lot of other podcasts you've done with people where you've talked about the struggles to actually just add that it's a black British mother rather than just a British mother and, and the story around the book. So for maybe those that don't know about it, do you want to just explain in your own words what the book is about? I, I love the phrase, it's half memoir, half manifesto. I think that's yeah. 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 <laughs> so the parenting space has been flooded over the last five years with like books on pregnancy and parenting. And the my book, I Am Not Your Baby Mother, is the first um book about motherhood and parenting written by a black british woman in the history of british publishing ever it's never happened before black women have never been able to go to a bookshop and pick up a book by a british author directly speaking to them so number one that is just crazy and the book just breaks down the hardships the nuance the differences that come with being a a a black mother in Britain, there you know, and the reviews and what people are saying, there are just so many things that other mothers didn't consider, and how different it is for us. I've had many people call it a memoir, which I'm like, mm, not really, because we left about sixty thousand words on the cutting room floor because <laughs> I just wasn't yeah. given that space. So <laughs> it is specifically about me trying to raise black British kids and what we've seen now is a really volatile atmosphere yeah especially like you were saying Lily you know it's it was the timing of this release and I do feel like my book is a newborn who's been forced to graduate from uni and you've just got like this little baby in a cap and gown because it it had only been out three days before like the Black Lives Matter movement really kicked off in the UK. And so it just got quickly swallowed into one of the books you need to read. But why I'm no longer talking to people about race has been out for five years and Natives by Carla has been out. You know, these books have been, they've had uh, their time on the scene. And I was really dubious about being roped into that conversation because I thought, God, some people haven't even got their delivery yet of the book and we're now here. But um, it is what it is. And to think I was telling my publishers we should hold off on publishing because I was like, who's going to buy the book in a global pandemic? And Mm. (laughs) now we're here, which is so weird. (laughs) Yeah. And everyone that, I mean, I've seen a lot of our members have already got the book and they've been reading it, people at head office and for everyone. I mean, I think when you've been following you for a long time, you start to recognise some of the stories maybe that you've talked about before but to have it all there right in front of you it is is just so powerful what Mm. message you're putting across and like you said you've basically been a teacher um you know a (laughs) wife you've been at home you've been doing a virtual book tour from your bedroom you have now been all over the news you know as a spokesperson for this pandemic like everywhere I look you're there like you're on my Sainsbury's ad everywhere and every time I'm like there she is yes <laughs> and um and and sometimes when we work and someone will message me like she's on good morning Britain today like it's just so amazing to have seen you grow and for everyone to be hearing your voice but I can imagine like you said for your mental health and everything mm. that must have been so overwhelming so other than your therapist like what kind of other things have been keeping you in check do you think 
What's been keeping... Just trying to um, really push lighter content as well. And that's been my art school for anyone who has now started to follow who they define as an activist, is to not always expect them to be posting about Black Lives Matter or the mm. latest murder. It's like, it's a little bit much. Yeah. And so it's about me wanting to engage with conversations about lipstick and shoes and because that's still very much part of who I am and for people not always to expect the heavy stuff. Um, this might be the first place people hear it, but um, my other half, Papa B, is going to join me in this business. So, like, we're finally going to do this together. I think, especially with the growth of the last few weeks, I've come mm-hmm. as far as I can alone. And mm-hmm. I think as women, it's important to trust other people and to pull in help when you know it's time. And I'm I'm at capacity and I think I've grown this brand as far as I can by myself. And I'm now looking to him like, dude, you know, will you join me? Will you work with me? And that's really scary. But I do think it's just going to be a transformation for the better. Because now every day we can look at a schedule and be like, right, what needs to be done? What are we talking about? And the person right next to me can help me like carry the load. And so, yeah, yeah, that's just how I've been doing it. And also a bit like my relationship with WW just trying to still work with people who get it. Like I don't have time for censorship or dilution of the message. And you know, off the top when a brand approaches me, I'm like, they need to go like a year back through my feed. They need to go into the highlights. They need to read the blog post. They need to read the book. Cause I won't put anyone on blast, but I've had a few brands who you've begun working with them and then I say something maybe about race or sexism or whatever and they're like mm, we don't think that fits with our values and I'm like well who 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 have you signed up here who you yeah. know because if you did your homework properly you would know that I've always been about this so it can't be that you know you you now don't want me talking about certain things so it's about being honest about those relationships up front as well no, I've seen a lot of that. Obviously, it's been massively um, put more into the mainstream, but it's clearly been something that's been going on forever, and that's kind of why you made Make Mother Diverse, right? You you said, where are all the mothers in your advertising campaigns? And I think, yeah, it's it now, it, okay, it's good, it's been put into the spotlight for more people to understand, but it doesn't mean that it's not still going on. And one thing that I remember from when we first started talking um a couple of years back was around um fitness and how you'd written a blog post about how black women maybe you wouldn't see working out as much and there was a stigma around that and you Mm. wanted to break that stigma um by working with us and and Mm. talking about fitness so do you feel that's still um prevalent and Mm. if so what do you think people can do to try and help support that I think it's got a lot better. So I think there is a running club. I think they're called the Fly Girl Collective. Um, So there are groups where black women have decided to like pair up and go and work out. But the issue still is the general mainstream media representation of women who are allowed to take up space in the running adverts on the front of magazines about exercise who are we putting on the cover and you know it and 
I made this mistake with Make Motherhood Diverse. Of course, I'm only looking for a black woman because I am that. But I, I, I adore cycling. I adore it. And it was only recently they put a larger woman on the front cover of like a cycling magazine. And she got a lot of stick for it. And I'm like, so, so here we are. Here we are. Me, as not the smallest woman who enjoys cycling, if I wasn't confident in my abilities, you wouldn't even do it because you never get to see yourself enjoying that or feeling like exercising, especially in public, is something you're allowed or encouraged to do. So it is about our language, who we're putting in our advertising and on front covers. You know, just look at the... um, the noise around a certain sports brand who then use larger dummies, mannequins. Mm. I was like, are you serious, guys? Are you serious? Number one, if a big, if a larger woman, you know, isn't working out, you're dissing her. All right, now one of the biggest sports brands on earth is trying to get her into the store, trying to actively say, we're making workout gear for you. Oh, you can't... It just feels like you can't win. Yeah. And, you know, I just... I just want it to be a level playing field for all body types because that I have, I being human and being plugged into all of this noise, when I used to be part of a running club, larger people would walk through the door. And of course you would assume they're going to go in the slowest set or, and there have been people with bigger bodies than me, smoke me, smoke, like I'm eating their dust. And I'm like, so why do we never see that celebrated? Why do we never in allow and applaud and support larger bodies taking up space publicly? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I sound like a broken record. No, and I remember not. you telling me that exact story before <laughs> around the, the, you know, you going to the running club and it, it is a broken record conversation, but it just shows that it's not changing. Mm. Um I'm like trying hard not to swear and get all like <laughs> preach because I feel so strongly about it. I don't want to get the sack. But um, yeah, no, I, I do. And, and I love that being part of this brand, I know that we are always trying to show the journey at every step of the way. Yeah. And that you have to, like we were saying earlier, you have to celebrate every little thing, mm. whether that is to do with weight or to do with exercise. And I think with with you I've seen that you've I remember we talked about running before and you said I used to love it and maybe now I just don't love it and that's okay and Mm. then you'd found cycling instead and I think it is just about being kind to ourselves when we know something maybe isn't for us anymore like that yeah and also um just tapping into that kid so like I love TikTok and then I ended up going down this TikTok rabbit hole and there is like a roller skate TikTok. <laughs> like, where there are just these cool kids on roller skates. So I bought some roller skates. They arrived yesterday. Oh my God. And I am prepared to like fall on my backside as many times. You got your padding. I, yeah. But I want to be a cool roller skater. Like that's now my, my next dream. And I think, you know, as women especially get older you're encouraged to dream less or there are just these about ba- these fake boundaries put up. oh no you can't do that that's for the 20 year olds or you or know people are shocked when you do do something that yeah. they think oh you're, i didn't think you'd do that this is it. it's like why wouldn't you think i'd do that why wouldn't you think i'd go and i don't know yeah 
whatever right. I've wanted to do for ages because I've got suddenly got a bit of time that yeah. I can or I'm dedicating myself to something it's uh yeah this yeah. is it and so I was like I'm one of the best ways for me to exercise is to always listen to my inner child and my inner child doesn't want to run marathons anymore like that my inner kid is like over that like how can we stay active learn something new and be happy and the minute I'm no longer happy, I just don't do it. Yeah. Because it's when you don't enjoy something that you're not going to stick to it. You don't want to be here. So, you know, f- find the thing that allows you to move and makes you happy. Yeah, we said that before, didn't we, Lily, about, you know, don't think, oh, I'm going to eat this, but it means I've got to go for a run. Mm. Don't think about exercise like that. There should be in, there should be enjoyment in the time that you get on your own or whether yeah. you're part of a club. You know, it needs to be fulfilling in a different way other than weight loss mm. or, you know, just burning the calories. Yeah. I um, can't wait to see these videos, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait either. My I always look did at the those... same thing in lockdown, and and she brought some roller skates. And every day on Instagram, she's it's just a selfie of her on her bum. Like I stayed up for five minutes today, and I just love watching it. It's like oh, so inspiring. I love yeah. it. <laughs> cool. Well, I I know that we um we can't really have a conversation with you without mentioning the big O of Oprah. Um, <laughs> um, I know that recently you joined the um, Oprah Live Vision tour that she did and that she's a massive, massive inspiration uh, to you. So I just wondered what you'd kind of learned from that experience and generally what is it about her and yeah. what she stands for that you love so much? Uh, so number one, being part of that tour that that day, um it was just really overwhelming to be so connected to people and we're not we're not we weren't in the same room obviously but she has this mastery of making things feel so intimate and also what I took from that is like gosh how hard does this woman work because it was really early where she was and you've got all these computers lined up and you're just looking at all of these people these people who are so used to Oprah making them feel good and I was like, actually watching her, I all I kept thinking was, how does she feel good? Like, this is like a pouring from an empty cup type scenario. We turn up feeling giddy to see her, but how is she taking care of herself? Mm-hmm. And the things she was speaking about on the day, the tour date that day, um, really made me think, oh no, she really prioritises wellness. Like, it just has to be, like I was saying at the top about therapy, it's her first thing, because then she just cannot be in service to others. So I took that away. And her conversation with The Rock was just like, because we, the way The Rock is presented to us, he's like this hyper-masculine, strong dude. And there he was talking about recently losing his dad and, you know, what he's learnt from that and what that's done to his energy. And it ju- it was just really awesome to see him soft like that. So that was amazing. And Oprah, what, I think this is the reason why everyone loves Oprah. She has shown you how you can change not just your life, but many people's lives in one lifetime. Mm-hmm. This is a girl born in the Deep South, abused, you know, who just had this overall dream and let nothing take her off that path. And 
I see myself in her in that respect. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, not born with a silver spoon, no way set up to be doing the things we are doing, but we're doing it anyway. And like, whenever I'm just having a low moment, I'm like, what would Oprah do? Because I need to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the odds were well and truly stacked against against her and uh, and what she's achieved is obviously unimaginable. And you're on her toes, I think, Candice. I think you're set to be the next <laughs> Oprah and I know that's your dream. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so um, I guess for anyone that maybe hasn't followed you before or like known about what you do with us what would you say to anyone out there that is thinking of joining or just is probably feeling in a bit of a a low slump at the moment with lockdown and and maybe wanting to make a change I would say don't delay I wish I had um considered wellness in my life a lot earlier um I probably you know I probably would have made still some grand mistakes, but I would have always put myself first. So many people come to WW when they realise they're the last on their list. And I'm like, just don't get to that point. Don't allow yourself to be so overwhelmed and overworked that you're then like, oh, I really need help or guidance or I'm relying on food to make myself feel good or I'm not working out enough. You know, seek the support whilst it's there that would definitely be like my main advice for anyone even thinking about joining. Yeah, no, that's, that's great really advice. powerful. Yeah. yeah, we know as women that we can take on everybody else's stresses and pressures and want to look after everybody. So mm. um, it is really important for a lot of our, our members who'll be listening to this to sort of take that away because you can start to do that and then you can get lost again. And you know, you yeah. just you just need to keep going and bringing yourself back to why you need to be healthy because like you just said about Oprah she has to look after herself before she can sort of help other people and you need to be you need to have your your energy there to be able to do do all your jobs <laughs> in this life this is it this yeah. is it and like when we when we're speaking directly about food it is in place to make you feel better it can make you feel better if you're making better choices yeah so i love a dessert i still love an eaten mess but the fact remains that i process information better if my breakfast is high protein Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just need a guidance to tell you that because none of us were taught this at school none of us were made to think about food in a way of it replenishing and fueling us or meditation like Mm. all of this information is really new and so I think WW is like taking your mind and body to school. Yeah. Because when I first joined and like I looked at the like the point system, my mind was so blown Mm -hmm. because I just didn't realise how much the bulk of my diet was sugar or was sugar based. I was like, what? (laughs) You know, I'm having a cheese sandwich and a Coke for lunch thinking I'm doing well because it's not fish and chips. And it's like, oh, actually, maybe it should be grilled chicken and a salad, you know. And it's just about seeing that on paper or being around people who have made that mindset shift. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you think it's crazy that we're not taught about our health in school? Yeah, that's hit hard what you just said, actually. Yeah, I mean, 
You don't touch on it at all. all. And like you don't, you, you don't understand how to read the nutritional value on the back of packets. You know, the word diet is thrown in a lot. So you just think, oh, yeah, it's got to be better for you. When what is the replacement in mm-hmm. this diet thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just think, yeah, that I've learned so much from WW that I will take with me forever. And whilst I don't use that line of conversation with my kids, it is me now pushing them down the road of, do you want some strawberries? And RJ will eat us out of house and home. He will go through like three punnets a day <laughs> if you don't put a blocker on him. But that's far better than him just going in the cookie jar every yes. 10 seconds. Yeah. So it's it's that balance. And it's great to hear that the whole family are like getting those habits from you and, and it becomes natural. Even in that cook-along with Esme, you know, you made this <laughs> sorbet just from frozen mango and then you had biscuits and she was just going for the mango. <laughs> like, she didn't care about the biscuits. <laughs> she was Cute. like, oh, I don't want these cookies. Like, and she literally was just eating it out I of the win. mixer. <laughs> and I, I never would have actively sought a ice cream replacement before I wouldn't have thought of it but oh my gosh some low-fat coconut milk and some frozen mangoes they love it it's amazing yeah no it's so great to to hear that you know it's really really benefited you like not Mm. just in this current time where everything's a lot tougher but just you know for the last few years and I think it's been so powerful to have you talk about your journey and so much about the mental health part like I don't think Mm. people always think of that and I think everything you've said has been so valuable so thank you so much Mm. for being so transparent and um yeah thank thank you you. so much for doing it during such a crazy book tour and congratulations (laughs) on everything because yeah you're smashing it huge congratulations I mean it's just amazing and thank you for the ice cream hack as well because obviously that's very (laughs) important (laughs) thank you for having me it's been amazing and um just for people that don't know can you give us the the book plug where you can buy it what's it called (laughs) your instagram Uh, (laughs) my instagram is candice brathwaite not braithwaite everyone gets confused brathwaite the book is called i am not your baby mother and it's now available everywhere it was out of stock for like two weeks everywhere but my publishers did a reprint so all your online small indie bookshops it's all there and yeah that's it and it's on audible with your voice yes, which is what I'm doing and voice. I love it having you in my ears telling me everything <laughs> <laughs> no amazing Candice thank you so much have an amazing day and um we'll speak to you soon see you soon thank bye. you bye <laughs>